0: Hey, you're listening to an upbeat rewind featuring Kelly Manders on July 8th, 2019. Kelly is the Senior Director of Entertainment Marketing at iHeartMedia and iHeartRadio and a board member of the hashtag LovePup Foundation in collaboration with John J. Van Ness from John Jay and Rich, the popular national radio show. And at the time of the interview, I was working with them to put on this really awesome event in the Idaho Falls area, a love pup event. And it was just a really cool opportunity to meet and interview both Kelly and John Jay. Really, honestly, they had so much great industry insight to share with us and great advice along with really cool, just kind of behind the scenes stories and lessons learned and tips they've experienced and learned along their journey, you know, finding their dream jobs. And so, really insightful episodes. Uh, But keep in mind, (laughs) this interview uh, was recorded years ago. So, we talk a lot about an event that was coming up at the time, but that event is not happening this year when you're listening to this so keep that in mind but nonetheless still very insightful episodes with both kelly and john jay i'll share the one with john jay here in the next week or two but right now you're listening to an upbeat rewind featuring kelly manders this is upbeat with beat beatboxer musician speaker and show host parker K here right now with Kelly in the studio. Uh, Kelly, briefly tell the listeners who you are and what you do.
1: So I am Kelly Manders. I am the Senior Director of Entertainment Marketing for iHeartMedia Media slash iHeartRadio uh, based out of Phoenix, Arizona.
0: And how the heck did you get there?
1: You know, I always say radio found me. I didn't really find radio. I actually um, started working in TV as a sales assistant, you know, this was years and years ago, um, just kind of looking for something to do, didn't really have a passion for media or anything like that. And after a couple of years in TV, uh, I was living in Portland at the time. I was looking to make a move back to Phoenix because I grew up in the Southwest and got in touch with iHeart Media. And I never in a million years thought I was going to do radio. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to work in TV forever. Um, but when, you know, iHeart called, I thought, you know, what? maybe we'll try this radio thing because, you know, I'm looking to make the move and, and it could be interesting. And that's kind of how it came to be.
0: Awesome. Well, and there's so much more to radio, I think, than the, the average person really understands. Yes. So like, did you ever want to be a radio personality? Never. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> so, so like what part of radio were you drawn to?
1: So my so it, it's actually kind of interesting. So my background is um, digital media. Okay. So, my degree is in web development. I went to school for, you know, all the online bells, whistles, all that kind of stuff.
0: Was that in Portland?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. So, I, when I was working in TV, I was working on the digital side of media mm-hmm. um, and digital marketing specifically. So, when iHeart called, they were really looking for someone to kind of be their digital expert. Um, so, I came over, and again, thinking I was going to do digital forever. <laughs> yeah. And somehow, that morphed into the promotions contesting events side of radio for me. I started in when we had an NTR department and NTR is non-traditional revenue. So that's essentially anything that's on the radio that's not commercials. So it's events, it's uh, digital, it's, you know, all kind all the other things that are involved in radio yeah. that people don't really know about. Um, So I was working in that department and they wound up doing a restructure because it's corporate and restructures Mm -hmm. happen all the time. And they said, well, Kelly, we're going to split, you know, events and promotions and digital into kind of two separate areas as opposed to being all one department. Um, Do you want to stick with digital? Because we know that's your background. Or do you want to give the event side a try. And I said, you know what? This actually seems super fun. I'm going to try my hand at events and maybe yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> maybe it's a mistake. I don't know. Uh, but let's give it a try and see what happens. And um, that was probably about five years ago. Uh, and I've been doing the events ever since and I absolutely love it.
0: Awesome. Well, that reminds me too, uh, for, for the listeners, I am meeting Kelly because she is here for an event in Idaho Falls Uh, called Love Pup. Yes. Tell us more about Love Pup.
1: So in addition to uh, my work with iHeart, I am on the board of directors for a foundation called the Love Pup Foundation. And it's an animal rescue organization, uh, specifically dogs. Um, And we are all about rescue. So we started because, you know, I I have the connection at iHeart and, you know, I'm I'm on the board of directors for the foundation, uh, which is just a passion of mine we started with an event called Love Pup Family Fest in Phoenix. And it was just an idea. It was like, hey, let's let's try something. We'll, you know, throw it against the wall. If it's great, maybe we look at doing it again. If it's horrible, we'll never do it again. But, you know, we don't know until we try. So really, this event um, just kind of came to be and it's a family-friendly, festival with live music and kids activities, free event, bring the kids, bring the dogs. Um, and we do pet adoptions on site. And we did it for the first time in Phoenix in 2017. And it was Hugely <laughs> successful. <laughs> awesome. it, it really blew us away. We were expecting, you know, maybe three thousand people to show up for this thing, and you know, uh-huh. Phoenix is a, a large market, so yeah. you know, a three thousand person event isn't isn't that crazy of an event. Mm-hmm. Um, we were expecting maybe three thousand people show up, and we had about ten thousand in the first year. Holy cow! <laughs> which which is a great problem to have, but it's still a problem because you know <laughs> when you're doing events and you're expecting three thousand and ten thousand show up, you know, you don't have enough trash cans. There's not enough parking there's not Mm -hmm. enough restrooms um so our first year was a little rough but uh what it really showed us is that you know we we've got something here um that you know we think is is going to be successful and could be repeatable so they could go
0: beyond phoenix
1: right so we did our very first one in phoenix in 2017 uh in 2018 we did phoenix arizona tucson arizona and augusta georgia Um, This year, 2019, we're doing Tucson, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, Augusta, Georgia, Idaho Falls, of course, uh, and Colorado Springs, Colorado.
0: Awesome. And you work really closely with one of my favorite morning shows or favorite radio shows, (laughs) John Jay and Rich. What is their attachment to Love Pup? How did that all get started? So,
1: John Jay and his wife Blake are actually the founders of the Love Pup Foundation. Okay. So, interesting story how that kind of came to be. Um, John Jay and Blake are just amazing people and huge dog lovers, always have been. Um, And, you know, given John Jay's platform, he talks on the radio every day, you know, the fact that he's a a dog lover has come up several times. Um, And they're just the type of people that, you know, if there's a stray dog running around in the neighborhood, they're always out there trying to catch it and, um, you know, find its owners and and they're just kind of known for that. Well, one day a listener um, called in or messaged John Jay on Instagram, I think, and said, hey, I just found this chihuahua running around my neighborhood. I don't know what to do with it. Can you take it? Why on earth this person thought, let me call the radio DJ and, and see if he can take this chihuahua. I, I have no idea what was going through their mind. But John Jay, of course, said sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So he sent Blake to go pick up the dog because he was on air at the time. And um, he just posted it on Instagram and said, hey, does anybody want this dog? And he got probably 30 or 40 people say, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, And when that happened, it was kind of like a little light bulb went off. And he was like, man, I may be able to use this platform I have, you know, mm-hmm. the social media following and the radio um, to really do some good. And if I can help find animals' homes, you know, that's that's awesome. So, that's really kind of how it started. And since then, it's grown into a full-blown, you know, 501c3. <laughs> and we have a board of directors and we're doing events across the country. And it's really um, grown into something that we're all really proud of.
0: It's really awesome as listeners too. Like they can feel like they're being a part of something by Not only supporting a radio show they love, which, by the way, to all the listeners, if you haven't heard of John Jay and Rich, it's nationwide. Like It's not like a local radio show. It's something that's broadcast to what?
1: Yeah, we're in, I believe, 25 markets, something like that, different markets throughout the U.S.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah, so they're all over over the U.S. Uh, So when he is talking about dogs, it's really getting that awareness out there. And then they've turned their home into pretty much a dog place yes. right yes
1: so um up until so we we recently uh, were able to do enough fundraising and you know this is why fundraising is so important um, for nonprofits but we were recently able to do enough fundraising where we we bought a building we have a shelter um and we're doing you know construction to turn it into a shelter but this foundation was really established in 2013 it's now 2019 and up until now the shelter has been run out of John Jane Blake's home So they have seven personal dogs. Um, In addition to their personal dogs, at any given time, there's usually about 20 rescue dogs at their home um, that we're, you know, working on placing and, you know, nursing back to health or getting spayed and neutered, you know, everything you need to do when running a rescue. Um, So, yeah, they've been running a shelter out of their home for the last six years, which is, I mean, (laughs) if you think that's an easy task, let me tell you, you're wrong. (laughs) It's very challenging.
0: No, I can only imagine when someone wants to adopt a dog. Like if they were to come to this event in Idaho Falls, is it free for them or do they have to pay to give them spayed or neuter? How does that all work?
1: So uh, when you adopt a dog from the Love Pup Foundation, the Love Pup Foundation takes care of everything. So if you just reach out to us, you show interest in a dog, um, you know, we have a little bit of a screening process. But assuming, you know, the screening process all goes goes um well, then, uh, every, love pup covers the cost of everything. So again, fundraising is super important to us, uh, because we cover the cost of spay and neuter, all that kind of stuff. Um, every rescue and every shelter operates differently. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of rescues and shelters charge adoption fees, and really all that does is cover you know, medical expenses, things like that. Um, basically, the money they've put into the dog, um, they're really not making money on adoption fees. But if you come to Love Pup Family Fest, um, the way that works is we invite all of the local rescues to come out and show their dogs. So we will have several Idaho Falls rescues and shelters at this event, with their adoptable dogs. So, if you come to the event, you can meet dogs, you know, get to know some of the local rescues, um, and all of the rescues there just follow whatever their normal adoption process is.
0: Awesome. And so, going back to you, <laughs> sorry, we shift back. Really, totally <laughs> with that. I mean, it's just awesome because you're here. And then you said, like, I don't know if it was a mistake or not for me to choose the event yeah. side. And I would say not because you're <laughs> you're here and doing really cool things and. I do
1: really enjoy it. You know, look, looking back, I definitely think it was the right decision for me. Um, you know, not that digital's, you know, not great. I, I always uh, will have a love for digital. But, you know, it's something that I've been able to really, it's become my passion. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's putting on events like Love Pop Family Fest or putting on concerts or, you know, yeah. thons, you know, whatever it is, um, it really is a passion of mine. And I always say to work events, you have to be passionate about it because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and it's long hours. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, event planning. That sounds like fun or that's <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it, it sounds great until you have to, you know, until you're trying to get permits from the city and you're spending all day, you know in at City Hall trying to get stuff done and or you're working with <laughs> yeah. health inspectors or you know, it, it definitely has its challenges. Um, but, you know, there's a a sense of accomplishment that you get mm-hmm. when you, you know, start in the planning phases of an event, you know, work your tail off to to make the whole thing happen. And then at the end, once it all comes together, it's you just kind of get to sit back and look at it and think, Wow, what an accomplishment.
0: Yeah, like that wouldn't have happened, wouldn't be here if it weren't for right. us and what we did.
1: And and the greatest part is always seeing um, the attendees having so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a concert, to see people come out and sing along with the artists and, you know, just having a good time. You know, you never know, you know, if somebody's stressed out at work or anything like that, to be able to give people a place to go to kind of get some relief and just relax, unwind, have fun. Um, that's always really cool.
0: Yeah. And then in regards to Love Pup, Dogs finding their forever homes and family members being impacted forever. You know, yes. like, like I remember my childhood dog and I, of course, have a dog right now and I love her to death. And so it's like that affects people's lives. Yes. And it's a whole chain.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, With Love Pup in particular, you know, we've been able to place so many dogs through this event, which has been so awesome. Um, and in addition, you know, we say Love Pup is a free event, so you can bring everybody down, but we do ask that um, guests bring a pet supply donation item. Mm-hmm. So you can bring some puppy pads, some paper towels, dog, dog food, food. you yeah. know, really anything. Um, and then all of those donations go to the local rescues. So the goal is always to have the local rescues bring their dogs out. And when they leave at the end of the event, they go home with no dogs and a car full of Donations that they oh so desperately need.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just went and toured one of our uh, locations here, Snake River Animal Shelter. Yeah. And like she showed me their like supply room and how like... They need stuff, you know, they need stuff for these dogs.
1: Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, it's not always about the dollars, you know, dollars certainly help, but, you know, sometimes we just need food or cleaning supplies, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it it really, there's a lot that goes into caring for these animals, even though, you know, the goal is for it to be short term until they get placed.
0: Yeah, agreed. No, that's awesome. Uh, And you said something interesting that over time you've developed this passion yes. in your career <laughs> w- would you say you had like a clear idea of what you were passionate about when you were younger
1: no not at all um, so what's funny is I have an older sister um, and my older sister I swear has known what she wanted to be when she grew up from the time we were like very young children <laughs> yeah and I was you know always the one who I, I had no idea when uh-huh. I started college I think I changed my major five different times before I eventually settled on mm, web development yeah. which I don't do anything with now I was um, I think I started as a business major because I didn't know what to do so that sounded like you know an okay thing uh, and after my first macroeconomics class I was was like, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: This is not for me. Um, so I did interior design. I did criminal justice. I, you know, I bounced around all over the place. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes you know what you, you know, want to do from the get-go, but other times it takes you a while to figure it out. I would say, you know, I, I didn't really... Discover my passion until I was in my mid to late twenties mm-hmm. is when I really you know kind of learned that like okay this is I, I'm good at this and I'm enjoying it and I yeah. think this is it.
0: And sometimes it's just listening to what you're drawn to and getting out there and networking and being experienced yep. and and whatever. But I also think that that's a big premise of this podcast that I'm doing is I want to share that with people that you don't have to know. Right. And if you do know, then awesome. Like here's some tips and tricks how to buckle down and do it. But if you don't know, that's fine too. And like you can still find a successful life and a successful career doing what you love to do, even if you're not sure right now.
1: Yep. And one thing I would always say is, you know, lean on those around you. You mm-hmm. know, I've I've had I've been fortunate and I've had a, a great support network. Um that's always, you know, encouraged me to do the things i'm passionate about, explore new things, you know, i've got great people who say, you know, it's okay to not have it all figured out. Um and also, you know, i've had some awesome mentors along the way. So, thankfully, you know, i've had great um coworkers and colleagues that, you know, have taught me quite a bit and you know, just always being open to accepting people's feedback or, you know, asking questions, don't be afraid to ask for the things you want or, you know, anything like that.
0: Awesome. Awesome advice. (laughs) Um, So getting to your career.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) What would, what would you say are like some of the biggest roadblocks you faced?
1: Uh, Wow. That's an interesting question. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of it was inexperience. You know, I didn't come from radio. You know, yeah. when I started in in my position, you know, there were a lot of terms and phrases that people were using. And I was like, I don't know what that <laughs> means. Uh, but, you know, I did my best to kind of figure yeah. stuff out. And like I said, you know, not not being afraid to sound stupid if I have a question and I'm going to ask it. Um, so I think, you know, coming into the industry uh, in radio Specifically, you know, a lot of people come up in this industry. Yes. They start as interns right out of college and, you know, it's what they do their whole lives. So for me, you know, to to not come up in the industry, I had to learn a lot right from the beginning. And that was probably one of my
0: biggest challenges. Mm-hmm. And in the career, what would you say is something hard that you've gone through?
1: Oh, I would say, you know, <laughs> in so the career, many. yeah, right, in the career, uh, you know, it's just, I think a lot of times it's it's being brave enough to go for things, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, Love Putt Family Fest, it was one of those things that we said, hey, we're going to try it, and if it's horrible, then, you know, we'll learn and we won't do it again, but, um, you know, being able to kind of step up and say, hey, I have an idea, like, this this may be good, it may not be good, and, you know, just kind of... Um, You know, knowing that it's okay to fail sometimes and you're going to fail sometimes. Yeah. Um, but one of my biggest challenges, I think, uh, you know, is on occasion you, you wind up in a position where people are saying, well, this is how we've always done it. Or, yeah. you know, this, this is the way we do things here. And, um you know, sometimes you got to break that mold, you know, yep. just because something has worked for the last 10 years doesn't mean there's, you know, not a better way out there to do it. So, uh, that can be a challenge, but, you know, you just got to push through it. Yeah. In
0: 2019, I mean everything's moving so quick. Everything nowadays. is different. Like Instagram could be gone in two years yeah. and something else will be there. You, you have no idea.
1: Right. And, and just being ready to roll with whatever's next is, you know, like podcasts, podcasts, for example, you know, this is right now, this is the big thing. This is what everybody's doing. And I personally love it because I'm a podcast junkie,
0: but don't <laughs> tell my
1: radio friends that.
0: <laughs> I will, And I mean, they're starting podcasts too. They absolutely like are. Like John Jay and Rich, they have, uh, I think it's called Behind the Glass. Mm-hmm. They have a podcast. Yep. People are doing that. Yeah. This is voice audio.
1: Right. But, the, you know, this is the new thing. And and those who are embracing it and embracing it early are seeing a lot of success with it, which is awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, in your career, we talked about the bad things. Yes. Or the hard, not the bad things, <laughs> the hard the, things. The, hard the things. challenges. Uh, what's been like overall like the best thing about where you work?
1: I, you know, I always say uh, my favorite thing about what I do is the people. And sometimes my least favorite thing about what I do is the people.
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, I,
1: I have a, I'm fortunate enough to work with a, a really talented, really incredible group of people that mm-hmm. at this point have become close personal friends of mine. And, yeah. you know, you spend so much time together, you eventually wind up becoming a, a family, but um, you know what I, I do what I do every day because, you know, I love the people that I do it with. And mm-hmm. that really makes a big difference.
0: Definitely. No, I agree. It's, People are everywhere you go. Right. (laughs) You have to live with them. You can't (laughs) avoid (laughs) them. No, might as well become like a family, you know, open, honest, willing to work hard with each other, work through things. I love that. Um, So another kind of premise of this podcast is for people who are struggling with like depression, anxiety, stuff like that. If they're just really down in the dumps and like a lot of them too are between the ages of 18 and 28. Sure. Um, what's, what's some advice you would give to people who might be in a dark place right now that would want to to go pursue maybe a similar path as yours
1: you know I would say and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier but lean on your support network mm-hmm. I mean there there are people even if you're afraid to start a conversation, you know, there's there's people around that can help. There's people around that, you know, can mentor you or if you just need to talk, you know, there's there's people around and really lean on those people because it it makes a huge difference in, um you know, just helping. A lot of times when you say it out loud, it helps you kind of process a little bit better than, you mm-hmm. know, trying to keep everything internal.
0: Yeah. Awesome advice. This is the last kind of serious question. <laughs> okay. Um, And that is, if you could pick one problem to solve, what problem would you want to solve?
1: In the world?
0: In the world. Oh, geez. I mean, you're doing the puppy one already. I'm
1: doing the puppy thing already. (laughs) Uh, You know, geez, if I could solve one of the world's problems. uh, You know, I'm a um, big believer in equality Mm -hmm. for all people. I mean, you know, whether it's a gender thing or a sexual orientation thing or anything like that, you know, I, I personally think Everybody should be tr- treated equally and, mm-hmm. and with respect. And, um, you know, I know that it's 2019. We've made some huge strides when it comes to that kind of thing. But, you yeah. know, we still have a long ways to go. And there's still a lot of areas where, you know, we could really improve. So, I think if I could solve one issue, it would be that, you know, equality and respect for everyone.
0: That's an awesome answer. I love that. Because I mean, yeah, it's 2019. We've come so far. We're in the future, right? Right. But there's so much more to do and so much more to accomplish. And it's not going to be better if we're negative or if we're judging people. Right. Just period. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, I agree. Okay. So, just some quick fun questions and then we'll be out of here.
1: Rapid fire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite word?
1: My favorite word,
0: and it doesn't have to be one you say all the time, but just like overall, like one you enjoy.
1: Let's go with positivity. positivity. I'll take positivity.
0: Okay, and then favorite TV show.
1: Ooh, like ever
0: ever I think <laughs> or, or even just right now what you're really into watching right now
1: oh i think i'm gonna have to go breaking bad
0: breaking bad i think How i come? gotta
1: i gotta do it it's just so good yeah. you know i was very late to get on the breaking bad train you know mm-hmm. everybody else had watched <laughs> it and there was like all this buzz about it and um you know i i didn't watch it until a couple years after but when i started man i was like this is good
0: yeah <laughs> see i tried I mean, I was late too, but then I tried and I felt like the first, how many seasons are there? Like five or six. Okay. see, I only tried with the first season and the whole time I just felt like I was trying to get into it, but yeah. it just wasn't catching me.
1: Yeah. But you know, if I got to put something on that's just like a background yeah. distraction where, you know, I'm not really focused on it, mm-hmm. I, I'm all about adult swim. So it me be <laughs> the, the family guy, the Rick and Morty, the Bob's Burgers, <laughs> I'll take it.
0: Awesome. Uh, Okay. Favorite social media platform?
1: Instagram, for sure. Um, A while ago, I kind of did a social media cleanse, um, which was really interesting. I actually, I read a book. It's called How to Break Up With Your Phone um, because I felt like, you know, I could use a little bit of time to just kind of not necessarily unplug, but um, just be a little bit more engaged with the world around me. Phenomenal mm-hmm. book. I totally recommend it. Um but it just kind of teaches you how to be a little bit more mindful about um you know when you're sitting down and having lunch with someone, you know, not picking up your phone in the middle of the lunch and actually, you know, being present. Um but part of that book, you know, really dives into social media and how often you're using it, and why you're using it. Um so I kind of took a little social media cleanse for a while and um when I decided to come back to it, I realized, you know what? I don't really need Snapchat. I'm rarely on Facebook. So really Instagram is is where you'll find me. And that's about it, really.
0: Awesome. And what's your Instagram? Plug yourself. Oh,
1: my manders. It's <laughs> oh.my.manders.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. Just some last quick questions about John Jay and Rich. Oh, sure. Uh, I couldn't do this podcast with you and not ask about their that.
1: characters,
0: man. <laughs> but what's your favorite thing about iHeartRadio? What's your favorite thing about working with John Jay and Rich and their whole team and just about their personalities, anything you want to share? This is your time to talk about them. Well, say mean things, say, <laughs> get, get back at them for something. I can never something. say
1: mean things. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're good guys. Um, my favorite thing about iHeartRadio, I would say, is is really the brand. You know, the mm-hmm. company has done a great job really developing that brand and creating something that just is cool. You know, people, yeah. it, It's. It, I always say it's really easy for me to hire when I'm doing um, – you know, hiring events because every kid out of college is like, ooh, iHeart, I want to work there. They don't even know what the job yep. is, but they want it. Um, that's
0: that's <laughs> honestly like I totally relate to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but, you know, really creating that that really kind of cool brand and, um, you know, it's just, it's a fun brand to work for. It's very, it's an innovative company. Uh, so, you know, I that's what I enjoy most about iHeart. But John Jay and Rich, those guys are just fun. I mean, what you hear on air is who they are in person. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a... It, they're not, you know, different characters um, and they're just good guys. They're, they're a lot of fun to be around. They're funny people, uh, but they also have, you know, huge hearts, especially, you know, you've seen John Jay with the, the love pup foundation. We've talked about that quite a bit. John Jay and Rich also have the love up foundation that is centered around uh, foster children, which is, they do incredible work. So they're just good people. Really? and Kyle and Suzette on that show are amazing, just really mm. really fun personalities. Um Grant, Joey, Delaney, producer Bill, Nick. <laughs> I mean they're they're just a good bunch, yeah. you know. It's it's a really fun show to listen to um because it's just a fun bunch of people.
0: Yeah, and I would I would venture to say too that the reason they're so successful is because they're genuine. Yeah. in what they're doing. I mean, definitely sometimes writing that line too, which is really fun for entertainment in my opinion. But um, even though they're being that way, you know that that's just how they are. And that's right. how they would be talking in real life. They're not putting on a facade.
1: Well, and people can sense it. I mean, people mm-hmm. people can tell when you're you know trying to sell them bullcrap, they know it. So, yep. you know, it's it being genuine is important.
0: True. I mean, that's all I have, but I just want to say uh, thank you for making the time to visit with thank me. Thank you for having me. And then... For all of the listeners, you got to come meet Kelly. You got to come meet John Jay and Blake, his wife Blake. They're all gonna be here August second. Yes. right on. Well, in Idaho Falls, if you're listening and you're where I'm at, <laughs> um, that's the other thing too about podcasting is it's not it's not local. It could be anywhere. No,
1: I can listen to you in Phoenix. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like I could be talking to people who. Are not here, but if you are in the Idaho Falls area, or if you are near where they're going to be doing some Love Pup Family Fest, check it out. The one in Idaho Falls is August second, and it's like
1: five to nine.
0: Five to nine. Okay, Mm -hmm. so five to nine p.m. Idaho Falls Snake River Landing. Uh, Come see all the puppies. Come meet John Jay and Blake and Kelly. Let's
1: take some selfies. It's
0: going to be great. Take some selfies. Get some (laughs) Instagram exposure. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we hope to see you guys there. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, Kelly, for being on. Thank you so much. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe at parkerk.co.